Welcome to the Woman-Owned, Woman-Operated Podcast, where we speak with female founders in the trenches of building a business. I'm Ronnie Wise, founder and CEO of Ronnie Wise & Company. Through this podcast, I hope to share stories, struggles, and successes to inspire you to pursue your passions and support women-owned businesses. On today's episode, I sit down with Kimberly Hustis in her studio in Somerville, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. She started Porcelain and Stone in 2012, designing and making nautically inspired porcelain jewelry. We talk about design, launching on Etsy, and getting to know oneself through the process of owning your own business. So I first met Kimberly at a holiday market in Boston. I was drawn to the simplicity of your table immediately. It was a very cool piece of wood with slate tiles displaying your work. Um, but I probably became a lifelong customer when I discovered that your jewelry was also designed for sensitive skin, being someone who's extremely sensitive. So not only was it beautiful and durable, I could actually wear it comfortably. I noticed recently that you have almost 10,000 followers on Instagram. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I'm clearly not the only one hooked. So let's start from the beginning. How does your journey to starting your own business begin? Well, I guess I never intentionally meant to start my own business but it began because of my skin allergies. Um, I didn't know what I was allergic to, but my parents were like, oh, just an allergy-ridden kid. So that was, that was the beginning, I suppose. Um, so I started probably making my own jewelry when I was eight or nine, um, just little things. And then I grew a little more advanced by the time I hit high school, making up my own knots and things like that. Just because I didn't, I didn't have the sources to buy a book, I, I just figured, I have this cave mentality approach where if it's been done before, it can be figured out again. And I, that's always kind of brought me through my design habits. If it hasn't been done, I'm going to experiment safely and uh, find a way to do it or find a, an appropriate kind of avenue for that. And what kind of past experiences do you feel like you can contribute to the success of your business today? Were there things that you learned, um, you know, in in the process of getting here? Architecture! (laughs) (laughs) I really feel like my architecture background helped me to get to this stage in life just because um, it teaches you a lot about not just the design way of thinking, but how to edit down a design, not do too much. A lot of times people create things because they can do it, but it doesn't make it a great design. It doesn't mean they should do it, and it doesn't mean it's challenging them. Um, So I'm very strongly opinionated about that, Um, and it's helped me to sort of clean up what I find more challenging for me. So I design stuff for porcelain and stone because I find it challenging to my personal aesthetic. Um, Mainly, I, I like really textural things, um, probably more weird than most people would like. Um, so I kind of pull, hold back on doing that and end up cleaning up a lot of my design work as a way to keep pushing myself. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've talked a lot about intentional design in a lot of <laughs> interviews that you've done. And, and I, I just find it interesting that you think about jewelry a lot of times. People just may come up with stuff that they're thinking of in that moment, but you call it intentional. Yeah. So I'm curious what that means to you. Uh, well, I'm not an architecture professor, but <laughs> I'll give it a go. <laughs> I picked it up from architecture because you sort of know what your client needs and what they want, and you try to understand all the different ways they might run into an issue, like trying to sit down in a house that's too crowded, like, well, let's create more spaces or shelving, um, organizational things. So with jewelry as the sort of lens I'm looking through, 
I try to think about if I want something dangly versus long. This sounds so silly. It's like, well, dangly jewelry, shiny jewelry. Um, it's not that important, but um, the design part of it is the challenge. Um, so if uh, somebody's gonna wear something, they don't want to think about it half the time because it gets in the way. So I'll um, try to test for if they're going up to a bar, does it swing a lot? Um, is the piece strong enough? Is it gonna wear well? Things like that. Um, but then there's always this uh, humble factor. I always realize I'm talking about jewelry and I just can't get away from being distracted by something that is, it's just so historical to have jewelry, but at the same time, even though humans have been craving jewelry for from the day they've been born, I think, <laughs> um, it's really not a necessity in life. So just trying to make it something special is what I go after. Awesome. Um, and then how has owning your own business affected your personal life? You know, I know you travel a lot, you know, you've met a lot of people, you know, that are doing similar things and even very different things, but they own their own business. So has that affected sort of the way that your life has gone since you've started your own company? Yeah, it's really weird owning your own business. Um, I feel really free. I don't know, it feels different than working with a company with coworkers. I miss my coworkers for a really long time because it's nice to have other design uh, peers to bounce things off of. Now I have other artists that we talk to about our work, um, each other's work. Um, so the traveling part is fun because you do get to run into a lot of people who are doing kind of similar sort of work-life balance as you are and they get it, which is great. I think a lot of times when people are starting out with their own business, their family and their friends don't quite get the work schedule. They probably think you're just maybe goofing off or I'm not sure what they're <laughs> thinking because they, they have their own ideas about what they might do for their own work. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of, it's just a lot of not sleeping and worrying. Um, but I try not to do the worrying part, but the not sleeping is easy. <laughs> <laughs>
um, I was pretty fast at the stuff that I had to do. And so when I'd get home at night, it's fun to browse through people that you're admiring. Like I was obsessed with this person who made wallets. I don't own a wallet, but I just really <laughs> appreciate a good wallet. <laughs> and so I kind of watched her grow and studied certain things about it, like how people title things. Um, titles never really seem to be what you think they are. They're really just SEO search terms that people are putting in the title. So that kind of helped me to relaunch my site when I renamed it to Porcelain and Stone. It helped bunches, I'd say, because I felt I really had a handle on it. And as soon as I did that, uh, I did that in October and I started making sales that same month because people were finding me in search terms. It all made a lot more sense and it was really fast because studying helps. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And. I, I feel like at least with the companies that I've worked with um, that Etsy has changed a lot maybe since you know you first started so would you still recommend others to launch their businesses if they were looking to do something you know on, on Etsy or I know? yeah there's there's a lot of people who will tell you otherwise but I think it's great to just be on a platform that can make it comfortable for you to start um, they do a great job of supporting artisans. I might be biased because they have been so nice with me. Um, I've had a lot of good opportunities uh, just because I was on Etsy and they found me that way and getting invited to do wholesale trade shows like with New York Now through them. If you decide not to launch on Etsy, it's fine. I think you can do things like Instagram, but those kind of platforms, they're really 24-hour buzz ways of getting reach and with Etsy it's gonna be six months it's gonna last and you're gonna get found through Google search terms or people who are looking specifically for handmade it'll be a lot easier and it's just a really friendly kind of vibe it's I don't see why people wouldn't do a multi-channel way of approaching things because I don't just do trade shows I do little craft shows I'll do big artisan shows I do my own website and Etsy because that's how people discover you. It's about who's comfortable with what platform. It's like when somebody wants to pay with a credit card versus cash or a check. It's what's comfortable for them and everyone's going to be kind of different when you're approaching that. So owning and operating a business has its ups and downs. I know this, you know this. <laughs> what are some of your biggest personal challenges that you have had to overcome or maybe some that you're still working on? Good one, Ronnie. So, <laughs> well, there was one I wasn't aware of. When I started, I was aware of the ups and downs of uh, tech entrepreneurs because that's what we used to do. So going through ups and downs of emotional, like just not thinking you can do it that's pretty normal I was aware of that um, that's not a big deal I don't think because everybody goes through it and essentially what I do when that happens is you know oh I'll just I'll just vocally say oh I think I'm going through a down phase and then I'll just like whip out a sketchbook or just go do something that's alternatively creative like I don't know I don't stitch but I would do something like that or paint um, I'm really interested in like making carpet weavings, but I haven't done it yet. It's just like I'd have to go buy like the stuff. Um, but I do enjoy being alternatively creative, if not going for a run because that's a natural distressor, or throwing stuff on the wheel that's easily fun and meditative. 
anything that gets you moving and productive and it's not not to be productive not to ignore the feeling of being you know down or feeling like you can't do something it's just that I recognize the feeling I move on because it's it's not necessary to dwell like I'll get through it I know that and just keeping things in motion has always been my way of it's just normal living life I'm a human I think that's pretty standard and then I just don't dwell because what's the point of drama there are things you're still working on um, you oh know, yeah in the, in the process. yeah there's definitely things so this new thing I with um, certain family things that have come up also again very natural human things uh, people being sick and terminal um, I've realized that I do experience stress I never thought I was a stressed out person but I, I do feel stress it's just more of a physical stress and so getting to understand my body that way has been very educational um, that's kind of fun it's always a surprise but it's fun <laughs> and then knowing how to handle that or how to relax better even though I, I've always been good at relaxing some might say I'm lazy I don't know <laughs> um, it's uh, it's really healthy to try to get some sleep too which is something I try to work on every day but uh, it can be tricky because like there's a lot of exciting things to do um, maybe having less caffeine is important <laughs> that can always because caffeine is very stress inducing but um, I'm actually having caffeine today because I think I've got it under control <laughs> it's been a year <laughs> so we'll see um, yeah so what would you say like on the toughest days the ones that you're just like oh I can't believe you know is this really gonna work out or maybe you're really having a lot of self-doubt what motivates you to keep going what motivates me to keep going honestly I I always have something I'm curious about whether it's like, oh, what would happen if I combine this chemical with that chemical? Somebody knows, it's material science uh, or chemistry. So I constantly just like to learn. I think that's just my nature, but also architecture and probably other fields too. I don't want to negate that. But other fields teach you how to just ask questions and be curious and that stuff motivates me. I'm constantly curious like, where did you get your nails done? How is that possible? What do you mean they don't break? I mean, I never paint my nails because I do ceramics, but I'm very curious about this whole process that I've never done. I've never had a manicure. Um, I'm very ticklish. I don't know what would happen. I might hurt them. <laughs> but those kind of things motivate me. They keep me going. And they might seem really silly, but uh, my husband and I were just talking about this, how, how very different we are, but we're very similar in how we... Uh, we, we draw from everything we see so that's kind of the other thing like you I, I stay inspired by coastal maritime things but I'm also really inspired by the most random stuff I can't think of a specific example just because it's like everything it's why like it's why I think people should just get out and do stuff even if they don't feel like it once a week get out and do something maybe especially if you're not seeing anybody because like I work in my studio a lot and I don't see anybody unless I come knocking on the door and like I have to get out. Otherwise, I'm not going to expand my mind, which is why it's so great to travel because um, I get out and see other parts of the country and it's really not that different. It's just a little bit different. <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself in this process of owning your, and operating your own business? You have a lot of alone time, clearly. So, you know, have you, have you walked away with a lot of lessons about who you are as a, as a person? Yeah. Um, I would say I've been I've been lucky to be pretty confident in who I am as a person and that hasn't really changed which I hope that doesn't sound a certain way I don't know how it sounds 
but uh, I just um, I'm not I'm not the type of person to uh, well yeah like I don't let people kind of push me around or influence my thoughts or ideas I'm very receptive to hearing other people's ideas and that's one thing that I really enjoy I think I'm a really good listener <laughs> which is funny because I have to do all this talking right now <laughs> but I, I really think listening is a great skill to have and while I might have an opinion um, I'm not afraid to change it based on what I've learned or what I think appropriate kind of thing. Since you launched Porcelain and Stone how do you define success for your business and has that evolved over time for you? So yeah I think success has changed from what I initially probably started it out as because Really, I was just going like, let's get through three months and see where I am, and then keep reiterating on that and all those goals, just to keep perpetuating forward, like through these mini little goals I'd have, and that's helped a lot because, yeah, it keeps it keeps me moving. Um, but for success, it's a tricky one to celebrate, I'd say. But there was a, a quote I came across in this book called In the Company of Women. It's a pretty good coffee book. I got it accidentally on Kindle. I recommend the table version. I have the table version. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So, <laughs> But at least I have a portable one. <laughs> so I really like this person. She's also mixed race like uh, we are. Uh, her name is Michelle Kwan. She's a ceramicist designer out of Brooklyn, New York. And I really liked her, her response. It was simple and clean on what does success mean to you. And she said, to do something one is fulfilled and energized by whatever that means to you in whatever form. And I was just like, ah, that's just <laughs> it's so good. And it's it's right. It's very, it's just, it's live your life. And again, it comes back to not comparing yourself to others. Just do what satisfies you. And yeah, you should be proud of what you do. I really want to thank you for your time. I mean, you're you're an inspiration to me. I love um, I love all the work that you do, and I hope everyone goes and checks you out online, and especially your Instagram. Your Instagram is always so beautiful, <laughs> and her Instagram stories, all her travels. My so dog photos. <laughs> and stone. Sometimes I think I should put it on the. Thank you for listening to the woman-owned, woman-operated podcast. Learn more about Kimberly and her business at porcelainandstone.com. A special thank you to Kimberly Hustis for Porcelain and Stone for sharing her story with us. John Lundman for our beautiful music. My incredible mother who started her own business and inspired me to start mine. And everyone who joins us in supporting woman-owned businesses in their communities. Subscribe to our podcast to hear more stories like this one. And remember, when women support women, incredible things happen.